Okay, special shoyach to Sina for getting us off the ground. Tonight's shir is sponsored by Ilui Nishmas Reza Ruel Ben Shol on his sixth yard site. His neshama should have an aliyah through our Liman HaTorim. Tashem. A quick little background sketch of the Ramchal. The Ramchal, we know, his life was short, it was somewhat tragic, but the, uh, the light that he was able to emanate in the world was brilliant. He was born in Italy in 1707, and uh, the love of the town, Gishaya Basan, knew from a young age that the Ramchal, little Moshe Chaim, had tremendous potential. Where was this? In Italy. Italy. So Yeshaya Basin was very much, uh, he was Makarev, Moshe Chaim, because he knew that he would be a great light to Kalal Yisrael. There's a letter that Rav Basin writes, where he describes Ramchal, he says, as a very young child, he came to the love of Torah with an immense, intense affection, and when he grew into boyhood, he was modest, shunning vanity and the foolish impulses of childhood. Kadosh Baruch Hu gave him the capacity to listen and to understand, and he became like a son to me. They had a very close relationship, and even later on in life, when Amchal was criticized by many, Rav Basin always uh, was there to defend the, the authenticity and the Ehrlichkeit of the Ramchal. At age 20, he led a group. It's clear from all the... Historical documentation and his own writing is that the Ramchal had a passion for Kabbalah. And he, he had a chabur of Talmud HaChacham, and many of them 20, 30, 40 years his senior, but he would teach them Kabbalah. Now, teaching Kabbalah and being viewed as, as a leader, and being somewhat charismatic in a time right after Shabtai Tzvi, was obviously reason to be concerned, and many... Many of the Rabbanim of that time were concerned. One of the, the Talmidim in this Chabura, he sent a letter to a friend. And in the letter he speaks about his great Rebbe and master, the Ramchal. And uh, he describes him, his greatness, his mastery of, of Torah. And he writes in this letter that the Ramchal is actually visited by a Magid. And the Magid shares with him, so does HaTorah, different secrets of Torah. Rav Moshe Hagiz, who was one of the major fighters against the Shabtai Tzvi movement, and he led a whole uh, entourage of people trying to weed out any of the remnants of that Shabtai Tzvi revolution. Right? Even though Shabtai Tzvi himself converted to Islam, there were still many people that felt convinced he was the Messiah, and this whole thing was a Nisayim and a Shemayim, but they have to keep on their loyalty to Shabtai Tzvi. So the Moshe Hagiz actually came upon this letter that one of the Talmidim of the Ramchal wrote to a friend, and when he read it, right, he, he had that same anxiety, that same fear, that we could have another episode like Shabtai Tzvi. And therefore he wrote to the Rabbanim in Venice, he said, make sure you subdue and you keep this young man out of public influence. He can be a danger to Kalal Yisrael. We can't have another episode similar to Shabtai Tzvi. 
Rabbi Shai Abbasim, his Rav and the one who believed in him, he defended him courageously. But uh, ultimately there was so much fear and there was so much uh, trauma from what took place. The, uh, the leadership of the time basically told the young Ramchal, you are not allowed to continue writing any Kabbalistic ideas. You want to publish other Svarim, that's fine. But you cannot publish Kabbalah. And they gave him two factors, two uh, conditions. Only once you turn 40 and you're in Eretz Yisrael, then you could again go back to your love, your passion of writing and teaching Kabbalah. Now there are two things that Ramchal was actually famous for at the time. He wrote 150 chapters similar or corresponding to the 150 paragraphs of Tehillim. Those who were already somewhat skeptical of who this young man was, they felt, look at, look at this. He's trying to be the next David Melch. And that made people nervous. He also published something that he called the second Zohar. Again, if you're already coming with a negative perspective, look at, he's trying to be the next of Shem Baruchai. He's writing uh, volume two, the New Testament, Lahavdil. So eventually they actually placed the cherem on his svarim. And in Italy, they were actually, there were gatherings where they burned the Ramchal svarim. Uh, knowing that he was not wanted or appreciated in Italy, so he and his family moved to Amsterdam. Uh, he moved in 1732, so if he was born in 1707, he was 25 years old, in his mid-twenties. In Amsterdam, Baruch Hashem, he had a little more menuchasenefesh. There they did have a hakara, they had somewhat of a recognition of who he was. And uh, there, there he wrote most of his more well-known svarim, the Derech Hashem, Mesil Sisharim, Das Tevunos. Eventually, he made his way to Eretz Yisrael together with his family. He settled in Akko. That was in 1743. And as we all know, tragically, based on some kind of plague that was happening at the time, he and his family perished when he was 39 years old, shortly before his 40th birthday. It's well known that the Magad of Mezrich, right, the great Talmud of the Baal Shem Tov, he said the reason why the Ramchal didn't live longer is because his door was not Roy, his generation was not worthy of that level of righteousness. They couldn't handle that intensity of light. That's somewhat of a background regarding the Ramchal himself. What is the Derech Hashem? So in the Hagdama. We'll just read some of the underlying pieces together. He explains really his methodology in this Sefer, and the truth is, this is his approach in all of his Svarim. The, the brilliance was not just in the depth of understanding that he had in Nigla and Nister, but it was also in his ability to organize his ideas and, and present even very complicated things in somewhat of a straightforward manner. And that's what he says over here, V'omnam tzarech to go through all of the pratim, all of the details of Hashkafa and Das Hashem, it's impossible. No human being alive can really have a hasaga, a grasp of all of the, all of the different pieces to that infinite puzzle. 
Ulam, Masharoilo Shiyishtadalov, what's our job? What are we trying to do? Huyadias Klalim. It's to have a good, solid knowledge of the general guiding principles. Kihol Klal Betivo Kolel Pratim Harbe. Because by definition, any klal will have within it many different pratim. And he quotes a chazal in the Sifri. You should always try to amass Torah knowledge through klolim, through having the, the guidelines, below pratim, and not through getting confused or getting distracted by the pratim, by the small details. This doesn't mean that we don't care about the small details, obviously. To be medaktik bahalacha and to be medaktik bahashkofa, we have to know as much as we possibly can. What the Ramchal is telling us, though, is that the only way to really have a grasp on everything, everything possible, is through first having the klolim clear. This is true in Hashkafa, and it's definitely true in Halacha. Yisrael Salanter used to say that a Rav who paskins Halacha, just based on a Sefer, it's malakate, different psakim, where it just quotes all the different rulings, but doesn't really delve into it himself, knowing the background, the source, the, the machlokas rishonim, the Beis Yosef. He says it's similar to a rabbit's in paskening halacha. She might have the right halacha. She heard her husband say this particular ruling regarding something similar. But because she herself never delved into Shulchan Aruch, at least that was in the olden days, right? It could be nowadays it's different. So she doesn't have that same ability to be Madama Milsala Milsa to actually compare and contrast. So uh, when it comes to every aspect of Liman HaTorah, writes the Ramchal, we have to have Klolim. My pleasant reader, based on this methodology, I have composed this small pamphlet. And my goal here is not just hashkafa for hashkafa's sake, but to place before you the klalim of amuna and avoda with clarity. So that means even when he speaks about more esoteric concepts, and unfortunately because of our, our lack of time, we're not going to go through the entirety of the Sefer, but whatever he speaks about here, if it's touching up and defining the malachim or different aspects of Ashkachas Hashem, it's not just so we should know more about how God works, but it's somehow helping us with our amuna and our avoda. The Yitztaru b'sichlochatzir maspik, mutzal min ha'irbu v'hamavucha. And my goal is not just to help you intellectually, but to really paint a picture for you so there should be no lack of clarity or confusion. It should be a shulchan orech lifanecha. V'hinei nishtalti l'sadu devarim b'sidr shenira li yoser knows. I've put in the effort to try to organize things in a clear and user-friendly way. U'bamilo shecheshaftim ha-yoser hagunos. And even the words that I choose, it's everything is bedafka. Everything was, is with thought. To try to create the most clear and all-encompassing picture as I possibly can. But therefore, I did my work, therefore you have to do your work. 
you need to be medactic in reading this Sefer. I didn't just throw these concepts together, but every Seder, the paragraph, the chapter, the sentence structure, and even the word choice is all bekavana atsuma. Please don't miss out on what I really mean to tell you. And he concludes, that's why I've called this Sefer Derech Hashem. Ki hinehu klal midrochav yuzbarach shmo, shegila lanu al yadei neviyah v'hodiyanu b'toraso, I am here to reveal and clarify the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that have been shared and taught to us through the Nevi'im and through the Torah. And through these drachim, that's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world and all of the creations within the world. And now for the structure of the Sefer itself, he says, I have four basic Sections. I get involved with the the klalim of reality, Hashem, and the basic structure of humanity and the purpose of human existence. There, in the second section, I elaborate on Hashem's control and orchestration of the world. Chelik Shlishi In the third section, I speak about prophecy. The Chelik Revi Avoda. And the fourth section, I delve into Avoda. I go through the mitzvos and the Yomim Tovim. Va'ata, and you, Achi, my brother. Kol mevakish Hashem, b'derech leich. Anyone who is mevakish Hashem should go in this direction. And Hashem should grant you the vision to see and the capacity to hear and understand the awesome insights of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah. Amen. So we have a brief biographical sketch of the Ramchal, and we have at least part of the Hagdama to give us an introduction to open the door to... The Derech Hashem. Okay? Uh, okay.